0: Hello, welcome to another episode of The Known Podcast. I'm your host, Mandy McDonald, and on today's show is my friend Mary Snyder. Mary works in the live event industry, and if you're listening around the time this episode comes out, you know we're in the middle of a global pandemic, and things are turned upside down right now, and the live events industry is being hit really hard. As are many other industries and families and lives and so Mary and I are going to talk about that how can we pray globally what is happening to the live event space and we're laughing about some of the ridiculous behaviors that we're exhibiting during this time especially in all our culture Mary works with compassion live so we are talking about children around the world who still need sponsors as well. And I will definitely put information on how to do that in show notes. I want to thank all of you who have been listening, probably stuck at home with not much else to do. Your support means a lot to me and to my guests. If you're not already following me on social media, go to mandymcd.com and you can find links to Instagram and Facebook and also how to become a friend of the show. And while you're there, head to your favorite spot to listen to podcasts. And please rate and review The Known Podcast. I'd really love a five-star rating. And anything that you can write in a review will just help people know what they can find here. And I would really appreciate that. So here's my conversation with Mary Snyder.
1: Hi, um, I'm Mary Snyder. I work with Compassion Live. We are the production company that is attached to Compassion International, which is a one-on-one sponsorship organization. Uh, What that really means is I create tours and uh, put people out on buses and on the road and we take a message um, out there and we also get kids sponsored. It's just the lifeblood of what we do.
0: Very cool. I'm really excited that you're here to talk to us. Um, Full disclosure, for the second time, because I didn't hit record the first time. (laughs) You weren't supposed to. Right. You're right. Uh, But you were so gracious to be like, okay, we'll do it again. So I really appreciate it. Um, Since then, we have entered the world of (laughs) COVID-19, and things have really changed. So with that in mind, tell us your story and how in the world you are handling things right now?
1: Well, um, I'm going to take you back to uh, the week that COVID-19 really happened. So I was out on the road with a tour. We were wrapping up. It was uh, March the 6th. I came home on March the 7th um, and my husband and I had planned to be uh, away for a week. We were going up to the mountains because it was, we were getting ready to start the next big season of touring and it was going to run from uh, March 25th uh, all the way through the second week of May so big tours lots of people thousands of tickets sold so we were kind of all gearing up and I was like I'm going to take a few days off and just chill so we head up to the mountains and and, and COVID-19 was already there was already chatter you know we had yeah. all the we had the, the ships were out there and People were on ships, and I actually used to work in the cruising industry. So, um, in charters, I didn't work on a boat. People always ask me that. I was not a dancer. I know <laughs> people might have thought that about me. I just me. assumed that, as one does, as one does. Um, <laughs> but Nora Singer, um, I actually worked for a charter company, so I was really involved in that piece of it, and, and really watching all the cruise ships. So we're in the mountains, and all of a sudden it just, and I'm I'm not telling you guys anything you don't know because mm-hmm. we've all lived this, but the night of the 11th, I think is when, or the 10th, everything just went nuts and they started closing. Uh, towns started saying no more than 200 people or no gatherings, no more than 500. Then it was 250, then it was 50, and then it was 10. And I mean, there were some homeschool families that were going to have to vote somebody off the island. Yeah. And let's just be real. <laughs> um, I mean, seriously, I was like, I got. I know some people that got more kids than ten. So what y'all gonna do with them? Um, But uh, as a team, so I work with a team of twelve, and we produce, uh, we promote, which means we do all the marketing, uh, we do all the booking, we do all the routing, we create this whole tour when we put it out on the road. We started having to make big judgment calls because entire states were shutting down on us, Um, and uh, over the course of forty eight hours. We postponed because we don't use the word cancel. We firmly believe and we're already rescheduling. We postponed 42 dates.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: 48 hours. Um, I will tell you it was Mandy. It was overwhelming.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, just, and you know what I think is, is for people that don't know the live event space, Ninety-five percent of the people that work in this space are contract labor, mm-hmm. um, and that could be somebody that's. I work with people that were out with Pentatonix, um, and people that were out with. Uh, got one guy that I know that's going out with Luke Bryan in a few, and literally in like a month and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm just praying that happens. That's seventy-five percent of his business. Wow!
0: Yeah,
1: I mean that one tour, um, and these are people who live contract to contract. Um, It is a hard space right now. I'm blessed. I work for a big organization, but we're not immune. Mm -hmm. I mean, not only did we have 42 live events, there were also thousands upon thousands of kids that were supposed to get sponsored. Mm, Yeah. So we're walking in this little bit, I'm not going to say little bit. It's completely unknown. Mm -hmm. day by day. I think we're day. I mean, this is the first official in Alabama. This is, I guess, day three. They've really asked us to socially distance ourselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, We came home from the mountains and because we had been in the mountains, we felt like we're just going to stay home. We don't know if we bumped into somebody, right? There's a lot of spring breakers there. So we just made a conscious decision, my husband and I, to be home for 14 days. I work from home, Andy, this is normal for me. Mm-hmm. Why am I losing my ever loving mind?
0: Yes. Same. I'm Thank a stay at home mom and I podcast from my home and I'm like, <laughs> I can't get out of my house. What am I going to do? This is Crazy. I'm not built for this, but I do this all the time. <laughs> I think it's social anxiety
1: because yeah. everybody else is upset about it. I just decided I needed to be upset with yeah. them. <laughs> yes. I felt like I just needed mm-hmm. to sit. So I started doing something. I do, I'm doing a daily, um, daily work from home tip for Mary. I've been working from home for 15, 18 years. So, <laughs> I, I mean, big, really important things like wear pants. I, mean, yes. I try to give, I, I do big things. But I'm like, okay, I got to come up with, y'all, we're going to tighten this thing up. I can't, I don't have that many tips. I mean, <laughs> Start making stuff up. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally, today was like, have a schedule. My schedule's around beverages. I like to make coffee in the morning and a happy hour in the evening. That's <laughs> I roll. I'm like, because, you know, the, the thing is, is it's, for me and my personality, I have to find levity in it. Um, yes, me too. It's a hard season for uh, my team. Um, you know, when you spend, I mean, cause these tours takes over, some of them take 18 months to put together and mm-hmm. you spend 18 months working on a project and literally when in the course of 24 to 48 hours, it is completely just shut down. Mm-hmm. The backlash um, is hard. And I tell you, I work with an amazing team of people that, Stepped up to the plate. Um, kudos to my boss, Brian C. If you don't, if you don't know him, you should, um, great guy and led us so well in this. Um, we just, uh, it was just overwhelming because we have all these speakers and artists and churches and you forget about all the people and the bus companies, yeah. um, and the caterers and, you know, the hotels that we were going to book, you just mm-hmm. look at our little piece of the puzzle and then you take all the conferences that just scheduled, you know, that's, that's a huge, I was listening to somebody somewhere, I don't know, I was a president, I was listening to the president and the head of Hilton, you know, because everybody's listening to the president, right? Yeah. right? the head of um, Hilton International, the Hilton Hotels was there, he said they are operating at 10% occupancy.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: So, but I say that at the same time, holding my hand out, knowing that I serve a God, that this did not take by surprise.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, Just like you and I do in the podcast and then Mm -hmm. you go, oh my gosh, I didn't record it. Well, we had no idea that this would happen and you and I, this was coming, but somebody that is listening to you needs to hear that we serve a God that sees us, knows us. um, And it's, it it truly is going to be our all in all. I have a good friend who posted something about the difference in an inconvenience and an emergency. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about, you know, we have to stay at home. We have to socially, we can't go out to the restaurant and eat, you know, chips and queso. Mm-hmm. We can't, you know, go to Starbucks and get our coffee. Although full disclosure, I don't like Starbucks coffee. Oh, yeah. But what if, I know, it's just, <laughs> I don't like it. I, don't like it. Um, I love coffee just do not like their coffee. But um, that, those are inconveniences. Yes. When you're 70 or 65 or 70 or immunocompromised uh, 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 loved one gets a coronavirus, that can quickly turn into an emergency.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's for us, I think, particularly for us, those of us who work from home, this is our opportunity to really lead the way mm-hmm. um, and and to be all we can be um, and to help people know that, you know, it, it's okay, we're going to get through this together. None of us know how this is going to turn out because guess what? This is brand new territory. Mm-hmm. We're all figuring it out. Um, but I think that for me, I don't know about you, but I had to stop listening to all the gloom and doom on the on the news.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's overwhelming. Like, and it's, it's, there's so much spin on it. Like, let's, let's just, I had a friend who's a nurse um, just tell me a couple hours ago, I said, you know, I don't know who to listen to because I'll think like, okay, this is not, A panic situation, wash your hands, stay home if you're sick, get tested only if you have symptoms or have been exposed. Right. This is all common sense. But then I'll listen to somebody else and I'm like, oh, well, their panic is starting to make sense to me. So how do I discern? And she was like, listen to the CDC. (laughs) They're the experts at four o'clock every day. They're giving updates about what you should do for the following day. Let's just go with that. I was like, Oh, you're right. I'm listening to the spin and to the hype because it makes me listen to them more <laughs> because I need what I need to know what they're going to say. And it's just the the level of unnecessary panic is, is maddening right now.
1: Well, and, and I totally respect and I I'm with you. I do the same thing. I just say, I'm going to listen to the president and the CDC. Because the president usually has all those Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci. I don't know how to say his name, but mm-hmm. I kind of have a crush on him. Mm-hmm. And then Dr. Burks, <laughs> the, the female who just dresses really good for her. She does. So those, she does a great job. She she? She's lovely. Yes. And then there's the other chick that always looks like she's mad. Um, I don't know. She's dark haired, <laughs> dark complected. She's but very she serious. Like, she's very serious. She's just real upset about something, but I don't know who she is or <laughs> why she's upset. So... I need somebody to put a label under her and tell me who she is. Yes. Um, but I'm with you because I was listening to all the spin, I was reading all the spin
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I was getting kind of just wound up in it till I just went, Okay, that has got to stop. Yeah. Because first of all, and I've heard this over and over, we don't we don't serve a God who's not who's not in control and we're not given a spirit of fear.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, but I will say to the people that told me when I said we are opted not to go to church this last week, and they said, "Well, you know, we don't have a spirit of fear." I said, "Yeah, but God also gave me a brain, so uh-huh. you know, <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going to strap myself to the hood of a car and run down the highway and so I wasn't giving myself a spirit of fear, right? right. But so, and I, and the shaming of it is what is making me crazy. Is because we opted because we had been out of town. Uh-huh. We said, you know what? We've got a strong senior adult population in our church. We want to be. Um, very aware of that. We know we've been out of town. We just want to be careful. Yeah. So we opted not to go talk to our pastor. He, he, he total agreement with us. But going back to the shaming, it mm-hmm. makes me sad when I see people call other people out um, for either closing your business or opting to stay home or opting to go out. It's mm-hmm. do what is right for you. Now, I'm going to ask everybody not. To go out and touch everything. I right. Mean, let's just be wise. Yes. Listen to what, listen to what the CDC is saying. Don't be in a group of 50. You know, if you're going to be together, be in a small group, be conscious, be careful, um, you know, be wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's not, let's not socially shame one another. Um, my daughter has, is a hairstylist. She has a salon. And mm-hmm. so she's struggling because all mamas are home with kids and they're wanting to bring all the little ones. And, you know, I love children, but they're just little germ carriers. We all know They are, yes. They're 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 nasty little things. (laughs) Nasty little things. So she's having to really have conversations with people and say, you know, if you've got a cough. And she actually had somebody um, reach out to her and said, well, you know, I've been sick, but I took a pack and, it won't go away and she's like, yeah, <laughs> <"Y-> you wonder. <laughs> I mean and, and was like, but I'm okay. I mean, you can wear a mask and do my hair. No. I was like, lost their mind. Lost their mind. But it's one of the last is left to go. Yeah. I mean, you know, everything's closed and so now they're not letting them bring the kids to the salon. So we'll see how far that goes. I said, mm. Well there's a there's a I said, well the library's right. Right next to y'all because they're in a very small town. Mm -hmm. And she said, Yeah, but it's closed. Oh well, they go sit on the porch
0: or something, look in the window. (laughs) Can't they do?
1: She was like, I don't think they should do that. Whatever. (laughs) Just
0: go look in the window of the library. Just go look in
1: the window or something, y'all.
0: Our local library put out something called the Cabinet of Requirement. And they have put out like craft supplies and old books and all kinds of stuff. So if you want to go by the library and get something for your kids to do, you can. I just That's so that. wonderful.
1: Isn't well, it? and i love I love what's happening in our community because I firmly believe not just in the community I work in, which is uh, the faith-based live event space, mm-hmm. but in our country, I've seen the best of people. And yeah. I just want to continue to see that. I've seen um, several people that I know on Instagram that have online art classes and online things. Mm-hmm. They've just given them for free. I know Scholastic is doing like a free uh daily thing. Yes. Um We've a lot of teachers that. are doing Oh, it's and it's so cute. I sent yeah. it to my daughter for my grandson and um so many teachers are doing like free art classes mm-hmm. and you know, the, the I and I am absolutely an optimist to the nth degree and I firmly believe that America, this will be her bright and shining moment. Yes. At the same time, I don't understand why we're out of toilet paper. Why, why is everybody buying toilet <sighs> paper?
0: Quit hoarding the toilet paper. Just stop I,
1: it. Because I'm very, I have done a lot of research before I decided to take my media fast. <laughs> and I got the symptoms and, and the everything that happens with that does not have any effect with your, with your lower body. And there's <laughs> no <laughs> diarrhea issue. No. There's nothing to do with the bowel. So nope. if you need to buy something, get you some tissue because you're gonna be honking some stuff up. Um, yes. But I, it was just the strangest thing. I mean, I'm like, why do y'all want toilet paper? I, and then my newest favorite is apparently people have bought all the guns and ammunition up. Oh, really? I know. I haven't heard I know. that one yet. I stocked up on coffee. <laughs> I just, girl, I got the things that are important. Uh, but yeah, I'm just. I'm shocked at some of the things that are going on, but I think it's Mm -hmm. that mentality of there's a scarcity mentality Mm -hmm. and we as Americans don't know how to live in that. Um, If somebody says you may not get toilet paper, so we're going to go buy all that we can. Mm -hmm. And you know, now the shelves are filling back up and everything's kind of getting back to normal. I was in the store yesterday, day before yesterday, several days. No, it was yesterday because we (laughs) We went for a walk and we just wanted some hot dog buns. That's all we wanted yeah. was hot dog buns. Oh, good luck. So we went by our, our local small grocery and lo and behold, they had hot dog buns. Oh. So we were thrilled. But as we were walking to the hot dog bun area, there was bleach. Now, mind you, the entire aisle of bleach was full. All the bleach is back in space. Uh, you know, they, they didn't have any like Lysol, but they had bleach. Mm-hmm. We saw this person fill an entire shopping cart with bleach. What are you going to do with I'm all like, that bleach? I'm like, are you all cooking math? Because I know bleach is a factor in that. I don't know how all that works, but I know that's a factor. And I'm like, what are y'all, are y'all like? Is this like a way to get rid of a dead body? What are y'all doing with that bleach? They literally had an entire shopping cart stacked double with the wow. big, not the little ones, the big gallons of bleach. Oh my. And I'm like, well, y'all gonna have some white clothes for the next foreseeable future. <laughs> Everything in their home will be bright white. I know, because you know it takes about three drops of bleach to yes to uh, disinfect anything.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm just bizarre, bizarre behavior. Bizarre behavior.
0: Interesting. I was talking to um, my stepdaughter that's in China that I was telling you about, and I asked her. I said, "I'm curious. Like this whole hoarding thing. Is this?" American culture did that happen in China when things started to shut down like we're running Mm -hmm. out of toilet paper and hand sanitizer here what did y'all run out of there and she said well I think that's like western culture because people in China typically like they don't have Costco there they're not buying in bulk they're not keeping things on hand they buy what they need for that day or the next few days and that's it I'm like well that makes sense like larger cities here where you may not have a car or, you know. Right. A very small square footage that you live in would typically be the same. She said they ran out of masks very quickly, but which, you know, we don't go to Walmart and buy masks here, but in right. China there's masks everywhere you go. Um, and that people just kind of knew that, you know, you live off of what you have for a couple of days and then stores are going to be open and restocked and they didn't have that frenzy of hoarding and i just thought that was so interesting that our first their first instinct was get your mask to protect yourself and everyone around you and our first instinct was get stuff <laughs> to take care very of western. myself yeah Restock. yeah very western oh, so interesting
1: one of my one of my friends came home from uh they were actually in london we were scheduled to be in italy last week were in London and, um, because you know, Italy shut down. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so they rescheduled and were in London and Scotland right before, um, London was declared, you know, cause they were saying you couldn't fly home from mm-hmm. all these different places, but they're American citizens. So they could fly, home. but, um, said that there was absolutely no frenzy. Now they were at this about the same level as we are now, mm-hmm. and but no frenzy, actually, probably a little bit further along because Italy, um, you know they had gotten more cases. Yeah. no frenzy, no hoarding. It is such a western thing, and yeah. it's because we have we truly are the land of abundance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we serve compassion, we serve children all across the world in developing nations, and I think all of our um, all of our countries we serve in now have uh, the virus, even in Africa, which was one of the last places to get yeah. it, uh, the, the country, South Africa. Um, I mean, the continent of Africa. And um, so uh, the, uh, but I think about them because we, you know, we're, we're panicking because we're going to run out of toilet paper um, and, and they don't have clean drinking water. Yeah. I mean, here's the part that I love is the LA County was like, do not panic over your inability to buy bottled water. We have clean water in L. Yeah, I'm like, and I was the same way. I was like, I don't have to have bottled water. I mean, it's nice, it's mm-hmm. convenient, but truly, it's a convenience. Yeah, it's you know, I mean, toilet paper. I'm gonna go straight up and say that is a that, that I like to leave that falls in the necessity aisle. Yes, <laughs> but but then I had this long conversation with my girlfriend. What do we? What do people do before they had toilet paper? Mm-hmm. Like another is a Susan Roebuck. Somebody said something about corn cobs. That's just feeling real uncomfortable. Yeah,
0: I don't think I want to try that.
1: <laughs> I just think I'm, I'm. It's a hard pass. Yeah. And then I know
0: there were bidets.
1: It's a very popular thing in Europe. So I almost bought me a bidet. And then a friend <laughs> of mine said she saw one. She said you could do this. She said it's a sprinkler, and you put a lawn chair over it. <laughs> I was like, girl, I ain't that big of a redneck yet, but. <laughs> Desperate times, desperate measures. Um, Not that desperate yet. Not that (laughs) desperate yet. But I will tell you one of the things we're doing just because my heart is broken for the industry I work in and all the people that are struggling. So um, we're going to do a uh, a live call. We're going to do a video call this week, whichever week this is listening to. We're probably (laughs) doing it because we're going to try to do it weekly. Uh, Because so many of these people. Their, their summer, their spring was starting. Um, it usually starts about the first of March and it runs through the first of June and Mm. that's your season. And actually that's the busiest of all the seasons. Um, and these people typically would not come home from the road. They would go from tour to tour to tour. And now there, there's nothing for them to do. So, and not only is there nothing for them to do, they're not getting paid. Yeah. So that's the hard part. And also just having community because Mm -hmm. when you live on tour, that's your, that's your community. Those are your Mm -hmm. people. Um, Those are the people you do life with because a tour bus, there might be 70 to hundred crew on a tour. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, for a big tour, there'll be tons of people. And then every one of the bands has their crew um, and the speakers have their people with them. So all those crew people now are for all intents and purposes, you know, furloughed or yeah. unemployed or, and and on top of that, most of them live in California, um, Tennessee, in the Nashville region where they're really asking people to do their very best to stay home. Restaurants mm-hmm. are closed. Bars are closed. Uh, houses of worship are closed. So there's really no place to gather. Um, so uh, somebody made the comment we were talking about it: social distancing and uh, from my comment, it's just, you know, I like the term physical distance. She Mm -hmm. said, because we are physically distanced, but we can be socially connected. I said, that's really good work. I like that. Um, Yeah, physically distanced, socially connected. So we're really working hard to give them just a space to talk, um, communicate, connect, um, pray, um, and just share best tips, best practices. What's Mm -hmm. anybody doing, you know, we're hoping and praying that the uh, the government and other, other entities can step into the space. Our government can't bail everything out. Right. Um, we are our government.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so hopeful that those who are still in good spaces have incomes, have some uh, discretionary funds that they can help out those who are less fortunate. Um, it's just, it's just so unprecedented. You know, nine eleven did this to the industry. Yeah. But it only lasted about about two weeks, mm-hmm. and then everything kind of came back up. Um, I, you know, everybody's out. Everybody's got a theory. Mm-hmm. You know, some people, in my theory, the uh, the more non-optimistic ones, are hoping that we're saying, you know, we may not be back online until August or September. I firmly believe, and I think we'll be back online by by early summer. Mm-hmm. As far as you know, our restaurants open and all things kind of moving. In the in a good direction, but it doesn't take away the fact that an entire industry—that's hotels, everything around that live event conference
0: space—has
1: yeah. lost an entire season.
0: Yeah.
1: There's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of really, um, really difficult decisions that organizations are going to have to make mm-hmm. over the next weeks, and um, we're going to lose some. We'll lose some probably great businesses that won't won't survive. Um, and that's hard. And, and you really, you know, that's at the point when I just ask God why. Yeah. Um,
0: what are you going to do about this? (laughs) Yeah. yeah,
1: Well, why, and why would you, why would you allow this to happen? Mm -hmm. I don't, this side of heaven I don't think we're ever going to know. Um, but I do know and what I love is that I love seeing people come together. I love the, Mm -hmm. The videos from Italy of people singing.
0: Yes. Oh, I cry every time I watch this. Oh, so great. Beautiful. Have you seen
1: the one? It may be in Spain, but they're playing movies on walls.
0: Yes. And the, the couple dancing, like oh, the window where the movie yes. is playing. It's oh.
1: just beautiful. So I just want to move to the city now because they're not going to do yes. that out here in the country where I live. But, um,
0: not in my just suburban town either. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, um, but
1: I just love that kind of thing. I love mm-hmm. that your library, uh, is putting out free resources. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that, uh, every, every, it seems like everybody that can help and is trying to come up with a way to help. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what, that's what is the bright and shining light. I think we'll come back and look at this in hindsight, um, maybe six months from now or next year and have so much more insight into the purpose Mm-hmm. And why God was doing what He did, um, I, although maybe we will never know that again this side of heaven. But I think we'll see a little bit more of
0: what's yeah. going on. Yeah, I See happened. the the good things that come out of it. I think about Absolutely. you know families sitting around the table again, or uh, you know putting their phones down because they're tired of reading about Corona and yes. actually having conversations and playing outside for four hours because there's nothing else to do. And how many of those things are going to stick? That's, how, how, how much more reading with our children or yes. you know, doing a, studies together? And.
1: I think that's so good. One of the things I have
0: a friend who's
1: quarantined and um, she was with somebody who was, who was diagnosed and say she's on a 14 day quarantine and she loves to read to her friends' kids. She reads to them all the time. Typically, she will read to them when, uh, and my dog's walking in the background. It's just life. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, it's fine. It's we're our all new home. normal. It's, <laughs> we're all
1: home. Our dogs yeah. are all barking. So. Yes. <laughs> and that is that. But what she decided to do, because she could not go and be with them, so she's doing a reading time, like, like a live event she's doing Mm -hmm. a FaceTime so she does like a zoom call where she has all the kids on there and she sits and reads to them and I just thought you know what Jesus thank you for giving us this technology yes um for those of us in Alabama that are really the south who survived winter storm 93 yes winter storm 93 yes we were stuck in our house for 12 days 12 solid days with no power. We had no internet. There was no such thing as Facebook. We, we had internet, but we just had some like some chat rooms and stuff. We yeah. didn't have anything like this connectivity. Uh-uh. And we survived. Yeah, We survived. Nobody whined. And we listened to the radio a whole lot. Because mm-hmm. there was nothing else to do. And all you had was a transistor radio with some <laughs> batteries in it.
0: And that was back um, when radio was not satellite. And you only had a few no. stations to
1: choose from. Yeah. Yeah, and it was local and I can remember the real radio lo- the real radio. <laughs> Listen to local radio and they would go, Okay, their so and so is in XYZ and they are out of formula or and people would rally and yeah. people would put on snowshoes and boots and hike over to so and so's house and bring them diapers and um, I just was thinking about that the other day and I thought, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was twelve solid days with no power. Yeah. Um, that was where I lived. The different areas had it longer. My mom and dad lived in Trussell at that time. Mm-hmm. They lost their their cable television for twenty four hours, okay. and that was it. They yeah. were really roughing it. I was I think like, yeah. I mean,
0: that's how we were. We were in Pelham,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I think our power flickered, but never actually went off.
1: No, we were in RimLA. We had just had yeah. a brand new baby. She was. Uh, it happened on March, like. Uh, the 12th. She was, yeah. she was born on the ninth. She was three days old. Oh, wow. Yeah. Three-day-old infant, no power. And my husband had a broken foot. It was just a perfect storm. <laughs> How, How fun. But our neighbors rallied and brought us food and brought yeah. us um, wood and uh, we made it through. But, you know, I was thinking back to that and I thought, that was—I just remember it was so busy because it was like being a pioneer woman. Mm-hmm. And you had to like get all the wood and cook and do all the things.
0: So put the milk out in the snow. And- yeah, I put the milk in the snow. Uh-huh. Put the ice
1: cream in the snow. That was very important. Yes. Um
0: <laughs> Oh yeah, newborn—you needed ice cream. <laughs> I did.
1: I needed ice cream desperately. <laughs> but such a—but um, in those twenty-five years, twenty-six years because it's been right at twenty-six years since that mm-hmm. happened. Just the changes in our world have been so different, and yeah. again, the scarcity um we we live in an in a world of abundance, and we are learning to live in a world of scarcity for and, and limited scarcity. I mean, come on, I've only got twelve rows of toilet paper right. I had all of those rows of toilet paper pre coronavirus yes, I yes. did not buy any new, and um, I just <laughs> happened to have that much um, but uh, you know for all the people that are listening, you know, I don't know when you're going to hear this. I just know for the live event space, we truly cover your, covet your prayers. Yeah. As you, as we're praying for people. And I I do that. I try to think of different groups and bodies of people, but it's a very, um, like I said, it's it's an itinerant group of people that do not work for anyone. They're all self-employed. Um, and they are in a tough season. Mm-hmm. it's a tough season for them
0: you know while while you were talking about the different kinds of people and um, the, the different things that they do and how they're out of work I was thinking about in that industry it's a creative industry so not yeah. only are you putting in your time and you're worried about logistically how do we undo all of this right. financially how are we going to recover but right when you're doing something creative, you're pouring your heart and soul into it. So emotionally, yes. that has to be so hard to see your, your baby. Yes. <laughs> you know, something yes. you created, it's almost there and then it can't happen. How do you get, how do you, as a team, work through those emotions? I,
1: you know, that's just, we're working it out.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: it's, it is, I will tell you, it is frustrating. Um, and you have to live in that frustration. Mm. Um, you can't, uh, my natural inclination is just to sweep it under the rug and move on, mm-hmm. but you can't do that. And yeah. You have to set, you have to stand in it and go, okay, we created something that, you know, I, I thought was God approved. I felt the Lord's hand on it. He has not removed our hand from that.
0: Mm-hmm. He has
1: just said, not now. So our heart is to reschedule. And I think that's the heart of everybody. But we have some shows that will not reschedule. Mm. We have some shows that were created and the rescheduling is just not optional. So it is truly the death of a dream. Mm. And you have to allow yourself to grieve that. And I, I think as believers, sometimes we get caught up in the, it's God's plan and you'll get through it. It is okay to say, you know what, God, I don't like this. Yeah. It's the I, I don't I don't like this. I don't want this. This is unfair mm-hmm. to me and the people I work with. He's big enough to handle it. Yeah. Um he's big enough to handle our disappointment. And it's mm-hmm. okay to be disappointed. Yeah. I think we have to allow ourselves that time of grieving and also to remember that it is a grief process.
0: Oh, definitely.
1: Um, it's definitely all the stages of grief, you know, it's not going to happen. We're not going to let this happen. Oh my word, it's happening. You know, you're angry. You deny, you do all those stages. And then finally acceptance. And also I think that we have to stay connected. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to fall into a hole of, you know what my son, my spring's done. I'm not worrying about it, Mm -hmm. but we have to stay connected. But yeah, I think it's a combination of, of, Owning the fact that what you created, the way you created it, is not going to happen. You may be able to do it, but it's going to look different. Mm -hmm. And it is what it is.
0: Yeah. So the acceptance part, that last Mm. step of the grieving process. Yep. You have to get there.
1: You got to get there.
0: That's hard. Okay. So you were talking about when we're praying. Um, Help me think out loud about how we can be praying for like globally during this time. I of course think of people who have been diagnosed and are battling. Yes. Cause some people get it and they're fine. And then there are people who have died obviously. And there are people who are currently fighting for their lives or have a ventilator fighting for their life for them. So of course, those people and their loved ones.
1: Praying for praying globally. I, yes, mm-hmm. obviously, first, those who are afflicted, their families, those we've lost,
0: mm-hmm.
1: their families. Um, because there is so much uh, death globally, I, I don't want anybody to get lost
0: right. in that.
1: Yeah. And then for me, one of the things I'm praying for is, particularly in developing worlds, developing nations um, in the developing world, that they have the, the health care they need. That we have the doctors Uh we need. Um, I'm really praying that people are wise. And it's a word that we use a lot, but sometimes I don't know that we really get the meaning of it. Uh But that we are thoughtful about what our actions can do. Mm-hmm. because I saw just the other day I saw, it was yesterday. I saw a picture from, I think it was Clearwater beach and it was just slap full. Yes. I
0: saw that. Too. And I know
1: every single one of those young people is bulletproof because I was bulletproof when yeah. I was 20. Mm-hmm. We were all bulletproof at 20, but they're going to go home to places where people aren't bulletproof. Mm-hmm. And it's just being wise. And I just pray that the, I, I pray for the wisdom of our leadership and uh, nationally um, statewide locally and then globally, um, I do I tell you what I, I have loved is to see the scientists working with each other. Yeah um, And as I pray, I just that's one of the things I thank the Lord for is that you've given them a spirit of community that um, we've got people from China, we've got doctors from uh, Korea, we've got you know from the US, from South America, from Africa, from you know UK all over the globe are coming together to battle this
0: mm-hmm.
1: and in a country that has been so divided for so long to see, and, and, and let's all agree and let's all, I mean, I'm not going to be uh, head in the sand and not say there's still not a lot of uh, issues going right. on, right. but I, I, I just, I find the timing interesting that it's right here at this, all this mm-hmm. election stuff that didn't take God by surprise but I see our country coming together and we're not interested in politics anymore. We're interested in taking care of each other. Mm-hmm. We're not interested in talking about this pointing fingers. Now, not that there's still not the outliers that are still pointing fingers and right. let them point. But the overall feeling that I get from our country, from the good old U.S. Of A., is that we are in this together and we will be stronger for it together. Mm-hmm. Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, uh, Christian, uh, Muslim, atheist, I don't know what I believe. All of us are in it together. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a spirit of of connectivity and that I haven't seen since 9-11. Yeah. Um, and it's something that uh, that the the best thing that came out of 9-11 was the spirit of community. Um, the horrific loss was not worth that. I, I don't ever want to uh, in oh, any way imply sure. that it is yeah. and, and and the spirit of loss for this right now. We're over a hundred people, uh, who have, who have passed away because of this, uh, we're at 6,600 cases. We were at 30 or 6,200 cases. We were at 3,600 cases, 24, 48 hours ago. Mm. So it's, it's spiraling. Um, yeah. I pray for protection over people. Um, but I pray for community and I pray that God is glorified because this is our chance as the church to make him known. Mm -hmm. Um, This is our chance to stand in the gap. Um, He doesn't need our PR. He does a really good job on his own, Mm -hmm. Um, but he definitely, this is our chance to be able to stand up and say, yeah, I'm helping you. uh, You know, because, because of what I believe, because Mm -hmm. of whom I follow, I trust in him. It is our chance, as Americans, as believers, to to do good
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and to make a difference.
0: Like, how do you see this changing the live event industry in the future? You
1: you, uh, want to answer that? I would love. I mean, it's it's a hard question. I don't know that I have the answer. What I what I I have things that I am concerned about, things that. Um, things that, that to truly keep me up at night. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many people who lost 50 to 75% of their business. Yeah. Uh, we don't know right now. People aren't canceling May and, and more power to them. Don't cancel May. Mm-hmm. Um, we wouldn't have canceled our May run if it hadn't started in April. Mm-hmm. We right now are, are trying to figure out the next steps. I, here's what I hope. I hope that it makes us as independent contractors, that they are able to diversify, maybe in whatever way. Uh, maybe there's a, I don't want to use the word union, because that's not the right word, but a collective, a group. Of, of, of the music industry has a lot of this. Um, mm-hmm. I work more on the speaker side, and there really isn't a lot of this on the speaker side, but that we get better about um, being a community. Um, my fear and I have a lot of fears. Mm-hmm. My fear is that we're going to lose some great people out of the industry, be it uh, production assistants, lighting techs, um, audio guys, um, and gals, and uh, tour management that just say, you know what? I'm going to go get a job. I, this is too risky yeah. for me. Um, that's my fear, because there are so many great people out there that do incredible work, um, and this is their livelihood. Yeah. You know there's somebody made the comment. they said, "Well, you know we're only you know, most Americans are only one paycheck away from from being you know it's destitute really, or, yeah, yeah, been absolute ruin and and they tell you to have what one or two months of salary stocked away, but if you look at these people, somebody's lost fifty percent of their salary mm-hmm. I mean nobody's prepared for that, yeah, so my and my prayer is that it." My fear is that it will change it will change the face of the industry, whether it's my fear or not. Uh-huh. Um, how that impacts us moving forward, I don't know. I hope it makes us smarter, uh-huh. and I hope it creates you know uh, great tragedy often is what creates new industry and new organizations um, out of great uh, difficulty comes good things it can not or can come good things um the reason we have so much of what we have is uh, not so much of what we have but a portion of what we have comes out of tragedy Mm -hmm. all the vaccines we have came out of you know great great death Mm -hmm. and um great loss and so uh, number one i think that we're hopefully going to get a vaccine for this thing but from an industry standpoint I hope we get really wise with insurance and those type of things. I would love to think that everybody has an unemployment policy, but I would hazard to guess that most don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be the number one thing: is you know, have a loss of business policy when you're a when you're a independent contractor. Is that that would be something everybody would step in and go, you know what? I should we get one that. of those. Yeah. We need that. That's what, and it's probably a nominal fee. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a rarity for loss of business or something like this. Um, and you know, usually you might lose one or two shows, but to lose your entire spring. Um, and also, honestly, I'm just, I'm just hopeful that, um, while it does change the face of the industry, um, that we band together and help each other out and pull each other up. Mm-hmm. It's just, it will, it will change. I don't know what it's going to look like. It's going to be interesting to look at this in a year and see where we are.
0: And those of us who enjoy hearing these speakers and seeing these mm-hmm. bands need to buy tickets when these shows absolutely
1: are rescheduled. Absolutely,
0: so buy you- tickets, buy
1: books, buy merch, mm-hmm. buy buy their their music. Um, if there was ever a time that you wanted to support a speaker, an author. Um, a, a band, a musician, any type of artist, now's the time to step into yeah. that space and, yeah. and buy their products. Um, you know, it's a nominal fee. They're usually, you know, 10, 15, 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. And if you were in a space where you feel comfortable doing that, I would highly recommend. Yeah,
0: uh, any, any sort of creative. Uh, yes. As you know, I have kind of an art side business and yeah. I had a class that was going to be Uh, very profitable for me that I was going to be teaching um, tomorrow night. Actually, we're recording this on a Wednesday. It was supposed to be a Thursday night and we had to postpone that class. And it's, it's sad. I was looking forward to it, but also financially I'd invested in the supplies and so you know, there are other artists, you know, that's just a, a side biz for me. There are other artists who make their livelihood doing those things and yes. selling their art yes. and they can't, we can't go to festivals. We can't do right galleries. We can't have shows. So, wow. you know, same England thing. In, yeah. In the creative world. Now is the time to support your creative friends. Yes. And the compassion children. Oh, um, so hard. Sponsor a kid.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sponsor a kid. Yeah. Um, I'll give you a link um, to put in your show notes, but wow. absolutely. If at all possible, you can, you can do that we would love to have you do that it is um so important um so many we're we're very very fortunate compassion uh to have reserves um and which is you know what what those are for um and 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 it's not for us it's for the kids it's right. um once those kids enter our program They stay unsponsored for a season and we take care of until that sponsorship kicks in. Mm -hmm. So we are fortunate to have that right now. We have 2.1 million children in our program. Wow. Um, And yeah, I know it's crazy. It's crazy. It was 1.8 million when I started less than five years ago. Man, it has grown that much, and and it's just incredible how fast it's growing. Mm-hmm. It's growing like leaps and bounds. So we trust God's going to continue to do what God does, mm-hmm. um, and He's going to continue to uh, take care of those children, shelter those children, and also identify the right people to sponsor those kids. Mm-hmm. So we yeah, we firmly believe that. I and I firmly believe
0: that. Mm-hmm. Do you think that this will create new avenues? that Compassion will use to find sponsors for their children?
1: No, I'm happy to go on the record for that. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, I think that, and and we do that already, but most everything, because we work through the local church, Mm -hmm. but we work through, it. it's all in live event space. Uh, Local churches does a thing called Compassion Sundays. They happen in April every year. that's likely not going to happen for many of our churches. Now we're hoping to move that to an online space. Maybe I don't work for the church because I can't speak for them, but um, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, talk about the online space um, and what that looks like. Um, But we're just trying to figure it out. And and I think Mm -hmm. it lit a fire under not just compassion, uh, anybody that, that does sponsorship in the live event space. Mm -hmm. And, And there's a lot of us. Um, So I think we're all kind of putting our heads together and coming together and saying, you know, what's new? What's different? How can we how can we look at a new way to do this?
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I think that we have talked about good ways to pray, ways to support each other here in our own Mm -hmm. country and ways that we can support people globally. So I'm glad we had this talk. (laughs) I'm glad it turned out that we needed to talk again. Wow. Wow. Like so much has
1: happened in our short, uh, short time.
0: Amazing. Uh, Just
1: literally just a couple of
0: weeks. Yeah. And in a couple of weeks, who knows what it's going to look like then too.
1: Yeah. I hope we're on the upswing.
0: I usually ask because of your story, what do you know about God at the end of each interview? But this time in light of everything that is happening in our world right now and in your industry, Mm
1: -hmm. what do
0: you know about God?
1: I know God's not taken by surprise. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I know that he knows us. He sees us. I I think of Proverbs uh, 3, 5, and 6. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. And for me, that's like, don't pay attention to everything on TV. Mm -hmm. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will guide your path. Mm And he will guide your path. And I think that's the key is it's not, he's not gonna tell me what's gonna happen in six months, although I have asked him repeatedly. (laughs) Right now, he's not even telling me what's happening tomorrow. He's Mm -hmm. like, This is what we're doing today. This is what we're doing today. And I think we all have to live in that that space. Is God what are we doing today? Right now, in this hour, what am I doing? How am I serving? And that to me is what I see God doing in my life is that I'm leaning back into him and not leaning forward into the future. I'm just saying, okay, we're in the moment. Uh We truly are walking out the Proverbs uh, 3, 5, and 6, that I am trusting him. I'm not leaning on my own understanding. I am acknowledging him in in everything I do, and then he's going to guide the path. And when he says guide the path, he doesn't mean a big beam and, you know, cubing light out there for the next, you know, 500 days or even five days it's mm. what my path is today
0: that's good he is not taken by surprise
1: he is not that's, taken by
0: surprise that's good to remind ourselves when we start to feel a little nervous yeah. or panicked he knows yeah he knows it's happening yeah. Absolutely. well thank you mary thank um, you so
1: much mandy i'm really glad it worked you out talking. this way
0: well me yeah, too it's fun. Yeah, i'm glad but, it worked out this way yeah when this is all over and whatever our new normal is we can have you yeah. back and um, hear your personal story <laughs> I would love to do that
1: I would love to do an update and yeah. um, hopefully it's only a couple of months but yes. and then tell my story
0: and um, that would be fun that would be fun that'd be great well stay healthy
1: <laughs> you do the same
0: so no matter how nervous you're feeling right now or how much cabin fever you have or how worried you are about finances or the future of your job God is not surprised by any of this. And I love that Mary brought that out and pointed that out to us. I also really loved talking about seeing the best in people. And I want to hear more stories like that. So if you have seen some wonderful acts of kindness that have come out of this really difficult time, or you've been the recipient, or you've taken action and done something to make a difference, I want to hear about it. Find me on Instagram or Facebook. Send me an email tell me your story i want to hear the good things and i want to share those with all of you as well and don't forget to pray pray for yourself pray for the sick pray for the live event industry pray for our healthcare workers there are so many people and ways to pray right now and i believe god's really calling us into that and it's going to make a difference it really will so if you're not already following the show, like I said before, head to Mandy M-A-N-D-E-E-M-C-D dot com. And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook, Known Podcast in both of those places. And become a friend of the show. You can find the link to my Patreon account on my website as well. So as always, I will leave you with a blessing. And since we all need some good news right now, I'm going to read from the Good News Translation. This is from 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 that is why we always pray for you. We ask our God to make you worthy of the life he has called you to live. May he fulfill by his power all your desire for goodness and complete your work of faith. In this way, the name of our Lord Jesus will receive glory from you and you from him by the grace of our God and of the Lord Jesus Christ.